Time for Spotlight on KRWC Radio. It's a Wednesday morning, our third Wednesday of the month of June. And each third Wednesday of the month, we reserve time for members of the Rye County Board of Commissioners to visit with us. And in the month of June, Commissioner Derek Vetch is our guest here today. And Derek, nice to uh, talk with you again. Been a little while, but uh, we hope you're well and uh, good to have you aboard here today. Uh, yes, Tim. Good morning. Uh, life is good, and it is good to be here to chat with you. I was just, uh, we were talking off the phone. I was saying that I had uh, an opportunity to uh, take a look at the uh, government center. Not a not a full tour by any means, but just a, a quick walk around of the main level anyway, and uh, very impressed, very, very nice, and, and uh, also got a look at the Justice Center. So uh, if folks haven't had a chance... Um, it's well worth the time. I would imagine that there is uh, going to be some type of uh, kind of an unveiling or open house for the public here at some point. Yeah, we are working currently on trying to get something scheduled out sometime in, uh, uh, was going to be July. I think we're pushing it out towards August, uh, just trying to make sure that everything's all done and in place. Uh, but we're hoping to have a, a little bit of a ribbon cutting in a open house somewhere later this summer. Sure. Of course, the sheriff's office just had uh an open house last week. That, of course, has been in place for a long time, but that's kind of, they're all sort of uh, connected now, right, on the same campus. It's going to serve the citizens well. Uh, they'll be able to uh, find everything in one location. Uh, we're working on getting the signage and trying to learn the patterns of people where they look, so we make sure we have the signs in the right places so people can easily navigate it. And I think as time goes on, people will get more familiar with the campus and be able to find uh the services where they need it uh, on the campus, but definitely a lot more efficient than it's been in the past in Wright County. Well, let's dig into some topics here. I know the uh, board has spent quite a bit of time um, both in regular session and then uh, with committee on the the whole broadband issue. So I'm going to let you dig into that for a little bit. So the county board kind of rewinding, uh, going back, about a year and a half, two years ago, we got the ARP funds, and the county uh, sliced off just about $10 million to put into broadband uh, infrastructure across the county. And just in the last uh, six months, we've really started uh, getting those funds out to the public and out to providers to get this service actually uh, happening for citizens in areas that are either unserved or underserved. So we just awarded just about $2 million to 10 grants uh, five of them to LTT, LTD Broadband, two of them to Meeker Co-op, one to Midco, one to Widdenstream, and one to uh, the city of South Haven. Uh, it's going to get about get broadband services to just under 1,700 people that didn't have it prior to. So the, that, that is a big win for us. And, you know, the uh, need for good working broadband really came to view during the whole COVID uh, situation when Schools were trying to operate remotely. A lot of people needed to uh, do their work uh, from home. Uh, so that really kind of brought it into perspective. But it's really a need that's all the time. Um, we talk with members and leaders from our farm community about the fact that, uh, you know, all of farming these days is kind of centralized, or at least a lot of it is based on having good, adequate uh, Internet capabilities, too. That is so true, Tim. COVID really amplified or or really came to light the need that we have for broadband, and I don't think it's going back anytime soon, if ever. 
in terms of people working from home and the need for students to be able to be able to connect, to be able to do their schoolwork, as well as, like you said, the agriculture and really the needs that are needed for it for us to even do the the farming that most people probably have no idea how much connectivity is needed even in that industry. Uh, so we're, we're, we're actually going to do a lot more here in the next couple of years. Uh, we're actually currently uh, closing an RFP that went out to do some fixed wireless proposals and then also some traditional fiber as well. So looking to see what will come back. We'll be looking at those proposals here in the first couple of weeks of July, and hopefully we'll be able to put a, another chunk of money into the infrastructure that's going to get some benefit and a better quality of life and better business opportunities for citizens in Wright County. i got to think that it's, uh, you know, fairly specific, and you're going to have uh, some pretty detailed uh, requests for these proposals. I, I guess my thought is, uh, at least from a commissioner's or the board's point of view, um, you've got the funds to do it, but I, I'm sure that you want to make sure that whatever you're allotting or putting toward this, that there's going to be some actual benefits. You know, there's going to be uh, kind of a guarantee in place that indeed you're going to to see some uh, immediate difference with uh, the investments that you're making. That is very true, Tim. And a lot of it, what we're looking at when trying to review these is we're trying to say, is there other sources that you could get funds for, like the Minnesota Border to Border grants or other USDA grant programs? And those ones we try to uh, look for funds here at the county. If they would qualify for those other funds, we try to steer them that direction. We're looking to get the projects that are kind of in that gap that wouldn't qualify for those USDA type projects or those Minnesota Border to Border projects. We're trying to really fund those ones uh, that that otherwise wouldn't because they just don't have the economy of scale that those projects require. Uh, that That's kind of our number one uh, criteria that we're looking at. But then we're also looking at utilization as well, and we're also looking at the speeds that they're going to be able to provide uh, in that area. So there, there, there's a lot of criteria that's going into it, but we're, we're also just trying to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and not going and putting money after ones that would have already gotten money from the state and federal government as well anyways. Right, yeah, the duplication factor there. Tell us a little bit about uh, or refresh our memory on, I know you got a fair amount of public input and and requested public input to kind of lay the guidelines or the groundwork for how you went about uh, allocating some of this or, you know, who you wanted to hear from and what what kinds of requests did people have or what kinds of situations did they describe to you? Well, it was really interesting in some areas. I mean, people are using cellular phones to, and they're using their hotspots on their phones. That's about the best they can get for uh, Internet service in some of the areas of the county. And even that is spotty at best, uh, especially when you get the further west you go in the county, the, the more challenging it becomes, uh, especially because of the topography in some areas. Uh, it's going to be very challenging for us. Uh, to get some of those areas covered, but uh, I think if we stay at it in time, we can get that fixed. Um, but it, it was interesting when we went into doing our broadband survey and, and our broadband uh, infrastructure study and the information that they came back with. I mean, I think the number that they pulled out of the study is that if we wanted to get the entire county uh, covered in broadband and have the robust service uh, bar none across the county, it would be a, a cost of about $100 million, <laughs> which uh, we don't have those funds, and the state doesn't have those funds to dedicate to uh, Wright County uh, alone 
to do that. So we have to take some other different approaches and and try to close in those gaps as much as we possibly can. You know, we hear these uh, figures thrown around a lot, you know, and, and I think people almost have to kind of sit for a second and digest or maybe write it out with all the zeros, just how much money that is. A hundred million bucks is, uh, that's, that's some funding there. Especially at a, at a, when you're looking at it just on a county scale. I mean, it's still a lot of the states, at the state level as well as the federal, but at the county level, that's just an insurmountable amount of money. Derek Vetch, Wright County Board of Commissioners member, is our guest on our spotlight here today on KRWC for the month of June. Uh, let's shift gears here a little bit to uh, EDA, the Economic Development Authority. I know there was a meeting here annually. Uh, give us a little background on what happened there. So uh, last week on Wednesday, we kind of celebrated our one year of uh, being in action as a Economic Development Authority. We set forth with the main goal of liquidating property uh, to the highest and best use for the citizens of the county. And we kind of recapped that and kind of illustrated out that the Health and Human Services building was sold for $1.625 million. Uh, that one will be going into a some sort of a commercial use. We'll probably know more here in the months ahead. That was a, a transaction between uh, with the county and Mint Company. They're just in their due diligence period right now. Uh, we're in the process of rolling out, hopefully within the next uh, 30 to 60 days, an RFP for development of the downtown government center. Uh, so a lot of details will be coming forward with that. But we've been kind of in a steering committee group with the uh, city of Buffalo in the county to work through uh, expectations from a planning perspective and that side. So uh, in making sure that we're all on the same page of what the expectations would be from a developer as RFPs come forward. So also in our annual meeting, we kind of had a discussion about uh, where we're going and what we should consider and got input from the uh, 30 other participants of cities and townships that came that evening to get feedback and uh, hopefully develop a plan for the next uh, year or five years ahead. Everybody has a vested interest in it, so uh, it doesn't really surprise me that uh, the involvement is that heavy, and it's uh, certainly something to keep an eye on, as you say, for the future development, and particularly for Wright County, uh, just one of the fastest-growing counties in the whole state. It is. Uh, last year, we were we were ranked number one, Tim. You are correct. Uh, and uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think we'll always be in the uh, top three runners for growth in, in the short term and possibly even in the long term for a while, quite a while to come. Uh, with that, we've had to take in a lot of things under consideration. With growth comes uh, things that need to be reviewed and changed. Uh, and trying to make sure that we stay relevant uh, with our ordinances and with our policies internally and making sure that we are meeting the citizens' needs as we transition from more of a rural landscape to more of an urban landscape. Because uh, growth is inevitable, so it's just a matter of how we manage it and how we are able to uh, finesse those that want that uh, rural lifestyle and with the uninevitable urban growth. And as kind of a part of that, uh, I know the board reviewed or is reviewing the gravel ordinance. Uh, talk a little bit about what's happening there. So on uh, 
just two, a couple weeks ago, May 31st, the county board enacted a uh, moratorium on new mining operations. Uh, this is largely stemmed because we had multiple townships uh, looking at enacting their own uh, ordinances that would be more strict than that of the county. Uh, and the county manages the ordinances for townships, and we felt it would be quite cumbersome for our planning and zoning to have a number of one-off ordinances across the county trying to manage all the nuances. Uh, that in light of the fact that the current gravel ordinance hadn't been reviewed in language since 1979, that's quite a few number of decades, and a lot has changed in Wright County and in gravel operations in the uh, last 40-plus uh, years. So for that fact, the county kind of put a hold on uh, before we open up any new gravel pits, we need to kind of look at what we're doing and it's compared to the our pure counties, and let's look at the industry holistically and look at the landscape and see if there's any changes that need to be done. Uh, in order to do that, we're creating a work group. Uh, that work group, we're hoping to have a first meeting of it starting in July, and we'll work our way over the next uh, months ahead to come forward with a recommendation. Uh, we're currently seeking applicants for uh, two or three open positions on this panel. Uh, the applicants, if anyone's interested, you will need to contact your township board of supervisors and get a, an appointment from them, and they will be able to submit that then to the county uh, for consideration. Is there a timeline, or was there a timeline set on this uh, moratorium? Is there a date attached to it, or is it kind of open-ended? Well, we're... we're, we're statutorily put to a 12-month period. Uh, so after the 12-month period, we would end up having to open up to extend it if necessary, and we'd have to articulate the reasons for needing to extend it. Uh, but in all hopes, we'll be able to have this accomplished in less than 12 months. Very good. Uh, let's talk about the financial forecasting aspect of what the board has been doing these days. So, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people got the uh, the sticker shock when they saw their home valuations come forward in the late March, early April. Uh, you know, residential properties in Wright County uh, largely all universally increased uh, by 20%. Um, and I think a lot of people felt like, oh, my gosh, my property taxes are going to go up 20%. Well, we had to do some uh, good due diligence to get people to understand that just because your home value goes up 20% doesn't mean that your property taxes will go up 20%. Uh, there's lots of factors that go into determining what a person pays on their property tax. And the value of your home is largely the only one that determines your portion of the pie. So if everybody's home is worth 200000 in Ray County and everybody's home goes up 20%, uh, so everybody's home is worth uh, 240000 you're 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 not paying anymore just because everybody else grew in the in the increased in value at the same rate as you. So that, and a lot of it we had to do some educating to people to get them to understand that that it, that, that value part isn't going to affect uh, what you pay in the degree that they think so. Really, it only matters is when your house goes up more in value than that of your neighbor exponentially. And lastly, we've got just a couple of minutes left here. Uh, elections not that far off, uh, primaries and then uh, the general election. And I know that um, the board is looking into ways to kind of emphasize election integrity. You've got a, a work group that's um, currently underway. Uh, so at the end of the month here, Tim, we're hoping you're going to have our, not hopefully we have it set up to have our first election work group. So this kind of stemmed from 
people on different political platforms and different uh, perspectives, both sides of the aisle, uh, having questions about the election and election integrity. And we felt it was important for us to look at these the elections in Wright County and open it up and invite people in to answer their questions and determine fact from fiction in terms of what's being uh, pontificated out there. Uh, it's it's important that we do our due diligence. You know, our government is only as good as the people who believe in it uh, and the integrity that, that they they feel the government has. Uh, too many people have questions of our election uh, elections and. We must do what we can to restore their faith. So I, I really feel like uh, this process will be able to really, really answer uh, questions and respond in a detailed fashion that's going to really hopefully get people to understand where decisions are made with elections and what protections or safety protocols are in place to hopefully make people feel comfortable that when they cast their ballot, it's being counted and it's being counted uh, the way that they think it should be counted. And this will be, what, an ongoing uh, weekly, monthly uh, work group that will be into? You know, we're hoping to be able to meet uh, on the need basis to it to see how much after the first meeting, we'll have an idea of what the scope of the questions that we need to tackle, and with that, we'll be able to determine the frequency that we'll need to meet. Because uh, by all means, I, I don't want to say that that change is is not possible. So I want to kind of look at what, what what needs to come forward and make all the considerations. Is there improvements that we can make? I don't know, and if there is, let's take it into consideration. And and if there's not, let's let's get people to be comfortable with what's really taking place. So, I'm guessing it'll be at least monthly, but it could be potentially more. And of course, uh, we've talked about it in previous months, but not necessarily with with you personally. But a uh, new complexion to the board, one way or the other, coming up here uh, in November. Uh, as uh, two seats are open, and uh, and one seat has kind of shifted a little bit. It, it will be a, a, a tearful goodbye as we uh, see uh, Commissioner Hewson and Commissioner Dalladen uh, uh, retire off. Uh, they've put in a great number of good years and they did a lot of great things for the citizens of the county. I will be sad to see them go, but we will be seeing a couple new faces there. Uh, and then we have uh, Commissioner Wetter, who uh, unfortunately, due to the way the redistricting went uh, about, she will be on the ballot, and uh, we wish her well. And so uh, definitely uh, the chance for there will be some new faces and uh, look forward to seeing what's ahead in the county with uh, some new uh, perspectives. Doesn't seem like that long ago that uh, you were one of the new faces here as well and, and others, so uh, time marches on. That is very true. I tell you, uh, six years goes by really fast. It sure <laughs> does, yeah. Very good. Well, Derek, it's always a great pleasure to talk with you. Um, give people uh, a little closing here on where they can contact you uh, if they have questions of you or the board in general. Uh, yes. Uh, so if anyone has a, any questions, I welcome you to give me a call in my office at 763-682-7687, or you can email me at derek.vetch at co.right.mn.us. Uh, look forward to uh, helping any citizens uh, navigate 
the county government system or to help them fix any situations that uh, they may have here in the county. Appreciate your time, sir. Always uh, great to talk to you and all the rest of the commissioners, and uh, have a good have a good series of months here until we talk again. Well, thank you very much, Tim. It was great chatting, and uh, we'll see you here in a few months. All right. Thanks very much. Derek Vetch, Wright County Commissioner, our guest on today's Spotlight. You're here to hear uh, each third Wednesday of the month we visit with the county commissioners on Spotlight on KRWC.